What's happening, people? It's actually Wednesday, November 3rd on the East Coast where Glenn motherfucking Young is the new governor of Virginia, but it's actually where I am. Where I am, it is a little bit after 10 p.m. Pacific time. I am actually traveling. I am in the backyard of of Meltdown Liberalville. I am truly behind enemy lines, and I have seen a bit of it tonight. It was awesome to be on the left coast, out of my normal area, amongst an even more liberal, more white guilt community, when all this great news started breaking down, and we all kind of felt it. We were all excited, but because I think a bunch of us suffer from PTSD from the 2020 election, we weren't quite ready to trust and believe our eyes, believe what we knew it was going to happen, believe that this country and states like Virginia have some semblance of sanity. So if you're just tuning in, it's probably well after, right? This is a podcast. I might go live at normal hours, but it's super late and I promised you I would be on and I'm improving. I think I'm getting some good compliments. I'm trying to make the show as professional as possible. I'm only as smart as I'm able to be. I try to do the best research, but tonight I am coming to you somewhat drunk, definitely buzzed, without a whole lot of show prep, because what the hell else do we want to fucking talk about? This is tremendous. If you go back about three or four weeks when I was really starting to get into this election, I was just hoping it would be close. I thought the Virginia governor election would be at best a Hail Mary. You never know what was going to happen. And then, and I can get emotional about this, issues that really mattered started taking center stage again. Because with COVID, the weirdos of this country and of this planet had a chance to do what they wanted to do. And nothing we've had to endure related to COVID has had anything to do with a pandemic for months. Definitely not in 2021. Whatever variant they want to throw, whatever scare tactic, everything they've done, and this is similar to the environmental issues which I've talked about, everything they've done consolidates and increases their power. It has nothing to do with the disease. It has nothing to do with pollution. All of these issues are the same for liberals. Show me one time they pass something, they mandate something that doesn't give them more power. Tonight, the Commonwealth of Virginia did what any of us who don't live in Virginia would do, and they sent a message back. And people that we rightfully despise are upset, and that is a good thing. If you listen to this whenever you do, and I have not always been like this, but just recently I've realized we are in a culture war. There's no compromise. There's no bipartisanship. One of us has to win. And I can't tell you the amount of anxiety I had going into this election in Virginia, because this is the first real test of what it would be like after what looks to be a steal in 2020. Nothing makes sense about 2020. And there's a lot going on in Wisconsin right now with a shit ton of illegal votes. And Wisconsin was only a 20,000 vote margin for Joe Biden. And that one never made, actually that one made more sense than Michigan, but I was still surprised. But again, with COVID, I figured that was the one thing that gave a scumbag, senile idiot like Joe Biden a chance, or really anybody 
who wasn't the incumbent. Because you and I and everybody both, we all know, including our stupid liberal friends, if any of them still have them, I don't. They, they will admit that COVID was a huge plus to the challenger, whomever it was. Even if it was the crusty old Joe Biden. But let's, let's stop. Right now, I have it on MSNBC. Right? I have the television in my hotel room on MSNBC. And it's fantastic. I've been watching it for a while. I'm, I don't, I mean, I try for the sake of this show. I try for friends who come to me and ask me what's going on. I try to go to these leftist CNN, MSNBC, Huffington Post places, Mother Jones, to give my, not only myself, but everybody <clears throat> a glimpse into the idiocy of our opponent. Well, to, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't, there's no way you'll be on MSNBC while I'm doing this, so I'm, I'm sharing this with you now. Um, as Glenn Youngkin is giving his fantastic victory speech to a crowd of enthusiastic Americans who feel like they actually have a chance in the political process and their kids aren't going to be te- taught porn, perversion, racism in schools, at the same time at 1.13 a.m. Eastern, while Youngkin, this is a split screen I'm looking at, Air Force One has just landed at Joint Base Andrews. And President Biden is back in the United States after a useless waste of time known as the G20, where China and Russia didn't show up. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. A bunch of dudes, probably Secret Service, and people with luggage are just piling out right now. Yunkin is doing the political version of how does my ass taste to Joe Biden and Joe Biden on the left side of the screen, are they going to like have him walking down at 1:14 AM coming from Scotland where he sounded like a blithering idiot, which is the standard for our president. And he's clearly, he, he got the news, I guess he, he, what kind of state is he in, right? There's no, there's no amount of drugs they could have given him to keep him somewhat alert on the flight back. He was falling asleep at the G20 summit, the one without China, without Russia, the biggest polluters at this supposed climate meeting. And Glenn Youngkin is telling everybody, hey, I just ran a campaign that is a blueprint for how Republicans in purple or blue states have a shot in 2022. What do I mean by that? I love Trump. If you listen to the show, you probably do too, but he's not perfect. He's far from it. And I embrace him, but I am just fine, 100% okay, A-okay with people who can win Republican elections, can win it for our side without totally embracing him, right? I mean, I don't care if Trump doesn't rally in your state or in your district. If you win, if you give us the House, if you give us the Senate in 2022, and I hope Trump doesn't care either. Now, Trump helped with this Virginia election, but he was smart or somebody was smart or Youngkin was smart because Trump didn't do an in-person rally in Virginia. That would have maybe helped Republican turnout, which was already strong. I mean, they waited as long as they could, even at Fox News, to project project Glenn Youngkin. But on Twitter, Right now it's 1015 Pacific. I knew based on people that I know are valid and I have one insider friend in DC. This was Yunkin's race 
four hours ago, locked and loaded. 6.15, 7, no, it's two, it's 10, sorry, yeah, five, six hours ago, just after the polls closed, they knew. They knew it. Democrats knew it. I think they knew it yesterday based on internal polling. Now, you never totally know until the votes are cast, but it was real suspect. I don't want to dwell on this too long because I don't want to throw salt on what is an awesome win, especially if you've been listening to the show because I wasn't sure. I think you knew I was pretty sure, but then Fairfax County tonight came out with some sort of what they call it an unforeseen error. I mean, as all these counties, this was after the polls closed, in counties that were indicators of what would happen, counties where Yunkin needed to show up while he was overperforming. Loudoun County, staunch Democrat idiots, by the way. If you know a Democrat in Loudoun County, fuck them, delete their number, because they don't care about kids in their schools getting raped. They don't care that their school board's covered up. They have such Trump derangement syndrome that even though they knew the Democrats created an environment where a school board could cover up a sexual assault of one of their own, of one of their daughters, they still went out and voted for this dancing weirdo piece of shit, Terry McAuliffe. Now here comes Joe fucking Biden. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I'm watching the TV as we speak. Here he comes in his jacket, barely awake, trying not to fall down as he comes down the steps. And MSNBC is showing him. I don't have to switch to Fox or anywhere else. No one else is. The breaking news as Virginia has swept all statewide elections. I don't know. I should know. I'm going to look up live here. If they've taken their their assembly, their state legislation, they were flipping seats earlier. Right now, we have what is easily designated as a red wave in Virginia. And guess what, folks? New Jersey? New Jersey is up for grabs. The Republican candidate, Cia Torelli, who's a bit of a moderate, I don't care, is actually still leading in New Jersey when Bergen counties have done their mail-in voting. They just had a big surge. They were waiting on it at MSNBC with bated breath. And they just had to endure the fact that the Republican candidate, Cia Torelli, is still in the lead after Murphy got a surge from mail-in ballots that hadn't been counted in very liberal Bergen County. They don't know what, right now, while Youngkin is speaking, they have the split screen to Biden coming back to the United States, the loser that he is. I mean, talk about having no juice. He went there, and I love that Obama went to Virginia. Every time Obama doesn't pull it through for a Democrat, which is quite a bit, Barack Obama's record as a stump speaker campaigning for Democrats is shit. Okay, it's as legit as his claim to being a black man. Reference his super white mom. Ladies whiter than I am, Mr. Black dude. Mr. went to Occidental in California. Fraud. He can't campaign for shit. He couldn't get his daughter or his husband elected. I mean, his wife elected. Yet they brought him to Virginia. And what does that arrogant piece of shit do? He downplays. Oh, man, Glenn Young can sign in basketballs. God, this is awesome. You're probably in bed. I mean, if you're on the East Coast, you are. There's a lot of people on the East Coast listening, so good morning to you. And it must be an awesome morning, and I hope you turned on MSNBC. If you haven't, do it, okay? 
they're leaking all over themselves. But they got Glenn Youngkin. Was he like a pro basketball? He's a superstar athlete. Called out Obama for a one-on-one. Obama was in Virginia and didn't show up because Youngkin would have smoked him, would have taken him to the hole. None of this three-point shooting shit that Obama likes to do with nobody guarding. This isn't Horseberry. Youngkin had taken you to the fucking rack. Would have white boyed you all over that court. I used to do that to some of the brothers too, or the half ones, right, Barry? This isn't pig. I love it. He's signing basketballs. Big dude, big win, nice guy. Life is good. So this Biden thing, I'm gonna throw an analogy at you. And it's I mean, I changed this show to explicit because at times I I, I just feel like the effective F bomb is okay. And I apologize. To those of you who don't like it, I haven't seen any comments to the such, but I try to rein it in. But I, I have an analogy for, for, for Joe Biden, because that win, it sucked. And it seemed off. I don't know what we're going to find out. I like what I'm seeing in Wisconsin. I'll throw that out there more than what was going on in Arizona. But the victory with, you know, of Joe Biden for Democrats really seems... Like the experience one would have when they knock up a stripper. Right? Pretty fun in the short term. But talk about a disaster down the road. I've tested this analogy. I have no way to gauge your reaction. But I enjoyed it. When I thought about it, I wrote it down, considered sharing it. But think about it. They loved it. And I don't blame them. However they want it. When Joe Biden somehow limped across the finish line, thanks to COVID and other animations. But now, now it's not so good, right? A few months later, she came back, got a text from a number you don't know. Hey, this is Destiny. Who the fuck is Destiny? Stage name, actually. I never told you, but my real name is Lisa. And I'm about to have your kid. I felt like that's that's kind of the Afghanistan moment. That's when they realized that that fun they had back in November at a large cost was getting a stripper pregnant. And now they're dealing with it. Tonight, almost, it's a little bit long, a little bit overdue. I think that kid was born. And now they got to deal with that gimpy looking fuck that they had so much fun spiking the ball with that short-term, good-time, drunken-high party fest back November 2020. Now they got to sign the birth certificate. And right now in New Jersey statewide, 81% of the vote in, and the goofball glasses pencil neck at MSNBC is, I mean, he's doing, it's like he's doing Pilates. I got the sound down. But Sia Torelli... The Republican has expanded his lead. He's got 50.1% of the vote. Burlington overperformed. These are fairly conservative areas, and it doesn't look like Murphy did well enough in liberal doofusville like Bergen County. Holy shit. I mean, earlier tonight when I was watching MSNBC, I was stomaching it for the sake of the show and just for my own interest. Their thing was, it looks like we lost Virginia, but hey, at least we still got Jersey. I don't know. Now, 
I want to throw a little salt on it. It is not easy. Jersey's got a thing for switching governors after one term. I mean, this is the this is the state that elected Chris Christie. Not the greatest conservative ever, but he's pretty conservative. He'll take money from anyone, including being an expert, an analyst on MSNBC. But it, the guy is a Republican. Yeah, did he help Obama beat Romney? Yes, with that hurricane and him showering him with kisses when Obama was wearing the leather jacket. Christie's suspect. Christie's all about himself and his next meal. But he's a Republican that won in Jersey. Remember, he beat John Corzine, I believe. It is hard as a Democrat incumbent to get, for some reason, but this is a different election. The landscape's different. No one was paying attention to this Jersey election two months, a month ago. But COVID has been an interesting demon because it, it won it for Democrats a year ago. But isn't it funny, and this is typical, this isn't just Democrats, but they're the worst. Liberals are the worst at overplaying their hand. You give them a little power, they take it too far. I've never seen anything like what they've done with COVID mandates and restrictions. And one of the things I prayed is that there would be a backlash, and we're seeing it now. I want to predict on record, I think you're going to see pretty soon mandates vaporizing in blue counties and blue cities and blue states around the country. Well, looks like now, now, Decision 2021 at MSNBC has become a leftist socialist mob. I mean, I'm looking at the panel they got up now. I don't recognize any of them, but they got a guy that's got, I mean, I'm just pointing this out from a descriptive stance that has an afro larger than the screen can capture because they got a panel of four people, including the journalist that drew the short straw that has to be the one anchoring tonight on MSNBC at 107 or 130. 126 Eastern. They got somebody that probably used to be a Republican who never was. And then they got a gal with glasses that's probably a supporter of Islamic terrorist organizations. And they got this dude that is just Colin Kaepernick on steroids, right? Now they're talking about, I'm just going to do my best to read personalities, but everybody looks pretty goddamn upset. And that brings me joy. Youngkin's locked in. He's done. He's the new governor of a state that these people thought that the punk Terry McAuliffe would be governor again. Terry McAuliffe now has, now I say this, the Democrats will probably find him a political future somewhere, but he is carrying the scarlet letter L. Big loser. How do you lose this blue state? This is a state that Obama won by 10 points. Now what's going to happen moving forward is that all of us who support this all of Virginians who voted for Yunkin, they are racist. That's what's going to happen, okay? Everything is going to be about being racist, being scared, and everybody was so stupid that they bought into lies. Tonight, it's live. It was live. I actually saw it live. The dingbat of the hour, the news gal, on MSNBC running the show, I would say around 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, when results were definitely taking a turn in favor of Glenn Young, and this stupid bitch mentioned critical race theory to her panel at the time and said it, that it is a myth, basically. So there's no such thing. This shows you that these are people, their job is news and informing supposedly an audience of what's going on that she hasn't even bothered going to the Democratic 
school board website in Virginia where they reference critical race theory as mandatory topics and learning for their teachers. That's what a stupid fucking idiot MSNBC has running their election night coverage. I don't even want to know her name. It's blowing up all over Twitter because it's just, it's an insane lie. Just as McAuliffe lied about critical race theory going in. So what they want to do is say it was made up. That it was a scare tactic. These are the most self-unaware people. Liberals never look to themselves and wonder why they lost. They look outward. They look at white people. They are the worst. The only reason they're liberal is because they suck at taking criticism and they don't know how to improve. Liberals are not winners because they don't want to keep score. They're the reasons our kids play sports. And when you throw a kid, you throw someone out at first base in baseball, they're the ones that allow that child to still run the bases. I'm the motherfucking G that told my kid, hey, you hit a dribbler to the pitcher and he guns you out. That means you go back to the dugout. This is baseball. Not only this is baseball, this is America. We keep score, right? We keep score. Meaning, hey, Europe, you owe us your ass. Otherwise, you'd be speaking German. Or, hey, everybody in the Asia-Pacific region, you're welcome. Otherwise, you'd be speaking Japan. We don't forget that we're a winner. We breed winning. American exceptionalism is what's supposed to be. But they don't. They don't like keeping score because being a loser makes them uncomfortable. Whereas good conservatives, people on the right, good Americans, when we lose, we learn. This was, a, this was going to be a night. We knew it was coming. Now what's the GOP going to do with it? Right? I mean, they, they owe Glenn Youngkin. They owe his campaign. They threaded the needle here. They hit on all the messages that mattered with voters, and they got parents mobilized. You had Democrats, longtime Democrats, big attorney, look up Glenn Miller. This guy voted for Hillary in 2016, and he voted for Biden in 2020. And he wrote a piece not too long ago about his vote for Glenn Youngkin, first time he's voted for a Republican, if ever or not a long time. And he talked about overhearing one of his dingbat leftist teachers teaching his son about being a white oppressor. This guy had no clue, like millions of parents around this country, if it weren't for COVID, would have no idea the garbage that these liberal nutbag never had another job or lived a real experience teachers are spewing to their young kids. So Glenn Miller is basically a metaphor, right? An extension of millions of dads and moms who were doing their job from home, who happened to overhear on a loud computer connection, their kids in a, quote, class being told all kinds of nonsense about social justice, about how being white is bad, how that being white it means you're inherently racist. Well, fuck you too. You've just crossed what are party lines, what are partisan standards, and you made this about what mom and dads are worried about, you idiot Terry McAuliffe. What does he do a couple of days ago? He doubles down and talks about how he needs to hire more white, or sorry, less white teachers when white women are a base that he needs. So not only is he a poor leader, 
but he's also just just an idiot. You're going to piss off your base and say, hey, we're going to hire less of you? Afro guy's talking. Hold on. Yeah, he's right. You know, these guys are mad, but they have to come to the realization that a good campaign gives you a better chance of winning. Terry McAuliffe was so desperate, he brought in what he thought were the superstars, where Glenn Youngkin got a bus and went to every county more than once in the last week of the election, last week of the campaign, and talked to people. And these, these are state elections. So people are going to vote on more of local issues. And when, they, when I knew deep down, I'm, I'm so superstitious. And after I saw what happened in Fairfax, if you saw, you know, I, was, I referenced it, I forgot to go to it, but let's just talk about it real quick. Fairfax County, as the polls closed tonight, came out and said, hey, we had some unforeseen issue and we got to rescan ballots. And Twitter on the right went from being optimistic to full meltdown mode. I mean, how can you blame us? How can you blame anyone who's invested in this, who's followed this, not thinking, oh my God, one year later, out in the open, these bullshit artists are going to try it again. And this goes, this is the scary part. These elections can't be close. By the way, projected winner, first female state legislative leader, black female, lieutenant governor tonight. Her name is Winston Summers. Her name just popped. I heard her interviewed on Handy the night. Wonderful woman. She wins. Again, first black female. Do you think anyone's going to celebrate that, especially in the circles that claim that where that matters? Where are the feminists at tonight? I bet if you go to social media, you will find zero excited people talking about the first black woman to win a statewide executive office. The new lieutenant governor is a black female in Virginia, and nobody on the left who claims to care about those factors will mention it at all. Because as I mentioned on my last show, there's always an if. We want a black woman to win if she's on the plantation and agrees with everything the left says. Otherwise, she's dead to us. And this tonight will prove it if you need more proof. Because they don't embrace anybody. They hate Candace Owens. They hate Condoleezza Rice. They only like Michelle Obama, who's a walking mammal calf. And they claimed for years that she was strong on fashion. And then poor Michelle, the close to being a dude that she is, had to be followed up by Melania Trump, who was never mentioned in fashion. And I'm sorry, you're, you're talking about falling a dump truck up with a Ferrari. And they didn't want to talk about it. That's the hate they have. But I digress. The party is over tonight. Decision Desk MSNBC 2021 is full-on depressed. The little dude, Karnacki in glasses, he's all give him credit. He works hard. He wants to deliver the news that Rachel Maddow, who's run the evening, wants to hear, and he hasn't delivered. And now they're watching... New Jersey, which is going to go late into the night. I'm going to stay up for a little bit. But, I mean, I could do this show for three hours and probably not tell you what's happened in New Jersey. But this was a race that was polling with a 10-point lead for Murphy. So even though I mentioned 
that Democrat governors have a hard time winning re-election. I don't believe the Democrat Corzine had a 10-point lead over Chris Christie, for instance, back in, was it 2012? No, no, it goes back. That was 2010. That was 2010. Big Republican wins. Republicans won the House and the Senate, took it away from dumbass Obama, who hadn't done shit other than showing up and being black. That's how he won the race. That's how he probably, it's basically how he won re-election. The black vote came in and gave him another chance. Christie beat Corzine in 2010. And I heard someone say, I need to research, but there's no way. Corzine didn't have a 10-point average lead in the polls. Even though they tightened in Jersey, the pollsters still had Murphy with a comfortable lead. But this is the COVID cozy Murphy with his goofy wife sitting there talking about safety, you know, with the fire going in the background. I think old school South Jersey's back because they didn't, they didn't show up for Murphy. They showed up for Cia Torelli. They showed up for the Republican, albeit he's a bit moderate. Doesn't matter. It's the Northeast. We don't need to be splitting hairs. Just like we don't need to be getting on Republicans that might not full-on be Trump. We need to take wins. We need the House. We need the Senate. And then we need the White House in 2024. And I don't know if it'll be Trump. Who knows? Honestly, if you ask me right now, as much as I'd love to see Trump win again, I'd take DeSantis. If you said, who would you like to be the nominee? I think DeSantis was basically a sure thing. He's going to carry Florida. He'll carry his own state. And he could gain popularity nationally. Because what he did in Florida is legit. And he could say, with credibility, I'll do the same thing across the country. There will be never, I mean, COVID will hopefully be a distant memory. But the economy is going to matter. And what he did in Florida already and what's going to happen in the next two years in the economy in Florida is going to be tremendous on his resume for president. And shit, after what Glenn Youngkin did, wouldn't be shocked if he jumps on the ticket as a VP, which is smart if you do that, because he's in a blue state, Virginia. Even though he won tonight, Virginia is a presidential blue state until it changes. Trump won it in 2016. Biden, as if you can say he won it, COVID won it for Biden by 10 points in 2020. Now let's tug up. They're looking at Jersey again. This is Passaic County. Pardon me. I, I got Ciatorelli's up. It is tight, man. 50% to 49.2% in Jersey. Wow. Crazy. I mean, it's close. Because they got some mail-in votes that haven't been counted. But by the time you're listening to this, you probably know what's going to happen. That's why I don't want to keep turning it up. It's not a live show. I tried it earlier. I do know that it does record. So I will do that in the future on nights like this. So I just got to do it earlier. It was late. So I want to give you something recorded to listen to and give you something to think about as you digest the results. As of right now, it is 1040 Pacific. It is almost 2 a.m. Eastern time. There is a difference of 9,670 votes in New Jersey, right? Um, they're looking at counties now and trying to get an indication. I mean, this is going to be airtight. I'd rather be Ciatorelli right now. He's got the overall lead, but yeah, this is Jersey, guys. As I watch this, you know, I'm thinking of Philadelphia. I'm thinking of corruption. I mean, if it's close... I probably want to be Murphy. 
this is a sad state that we're in with elections. This is a broader topic. I've seen this on Twitter with guys like Jack Posobiec and other guys that I, I do trust. And they've asked what sad state of affairs it is that we Republicans are so paranoid that we can't even get excited or sign off on an election until we know the polls are closed, the polling stations are shut down, and the Democrats have gone home. Because tonight, Fairfax County announced that they wouldn't have vote totals in by the deadline of 8 p.m. Eastern. See, Virginia and other states have made changes. They know the optics of ballot dumps late at night are not going to fly. They're just not. And so what they're doing is they're finding ways, and it's good, to count early voting, right? They don't want to start counting and releasing results until the polls close on election day, so they have ways of counting it earlier, getting those results in and releasing them so that we're not finding out about dumps of votes late at night on election night. That's just not fair, and it's a bad thing. Well, here we go. The largest county in Virginia tonight announces not long after the polls close, 7 p.m. Eastern time in Virginia, that they've got a problem and they're going to have to start recounting votes or rescanning. And and it was just a joke. They can't do this anymore. I am not so naive to think that that was a stopgap to see how close things were and if it could be pulled off. Newt Gingrich said it last night. This is a smart man who's been around. He's had a lot of time to focus on what happened in 2020. He said last night, that it can't be close. That if it's close in Virginia, the Democrats will find votes and find a way. And I'm sorry, we have. That is wrong. It's disgusting. It's un-American. These people suck. They're not our friends. And they don't think we are entitled to believe or vote for what we believe in. They don't think we, we have a right to it. They've talked about this. They know better than we do. They know better than black people then black people know what's best for them. Mexicans, immigrants, the white liberals of Northern Virginia have no problem with stuffing the ballot a little bit. Stuff that ballot because they know what's best for us. They don't care. They'll never admit that. Okay, they'll walk their dogs. They'll drink their lattes. They'll have secret gay sex with their neighbors because I can't see that any of these guys are actually straight. These betas with their weird haircuts and their scooters. I mean, these are guys that ride bikes to work when they own cars. That's the least alpha thing you can do, just FYI. I feel bad for their wives. The Northern Virginia male voter is probably bisexual and not courageous enough to let people know. They just are. Nothing wrong with that. They're just a weird group, okay? It's just weird. It doesn't make sense. If they've got a pair, why the, the way they vote, they do. Like as if they know they know now the perverse, homoerotic, effed up shit that's being taught in schools, the books, the blowjobs, all these weird things I'm not throwing out there. There's just weird stuff, perverse crap that is sitting in the libraries in Virginia. And these cucks came in to vote today with their coffees in Loudoun County and still gave a Loudoun County win to McAuliffe. These fish-hooked, pacifier-sucking, ball-gagged, leather-chapped, closet, oddball, sexually perverse fucks. 
And they got family portraits with their wives and their daughters and their kids. It's because they live in Virginia and the country club maybe doesn't accept them for who they are. Come to the Republican Party, dude. We don't care. We don't care. First of all, know that if you're wearing chaps, we know that they're assless because there's no such thing. There's no need to say assless chaps. All chaps are assless. You'll be widely accepted here. Even if you don't vote with us, we're not going to judge you. You are who you are. You can stop living a lie. Join the Republican Party. Damn. Now I'm just said damn because I saw a guy that I trust, Dave Wasserman. He said, it's amazingly how narrowly Dems to appear have averted an outright GOP majority in the VA legislation. It looks like this guy Wasserman, who he was like one of the first people to predict Youngkin to win. He has predicted that it's going to be a 50-50 split amongst Democrats and Republicans, which is too bad because the night started off with big Republican flips in the VA House of Delegates, their House Assembly, their version of the Congress. Now, what's great is if it's 50-50 and if the Republicans are strong, the new Republican lieutenant governor, if I understand the state constitution, she would be a split vote just like Kamala Harris is for the Senate. But we shall see. Everybody in MSNBC is interviewing Democrats. They're flipping out. Youngkin's projected. Last I saw, it was over a 10,000 vote margin in favor. So Sietra just popped up. Holy crap. It is 49.6 to 49.6. It is dead even with Sietrelli up by a little over 950 votes. The Republican right now, 84% in. So Virginia is a horse race. And I've watched all night. I've watched Murphy gain, chop away at that lead. This is how the Democrats do it. All they need is it to be close. They wait till the big red districts finish. All the counts are done. Hey, by the way, what's the margin? Oh, it's 22,000. We're going to pretend we don't know that they know what they're doing. Guys, we've seen them. We've seen them do it before. <sighs> they're going to pull out. It's unbelievable. It's too bad. I shouldn't even be upset about it because New Jersey was at best to Hail Mary, but damn, we are close. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but this is this is a super blue, especially in the big cities, right? Big parts of New Jersey, highly populated areas, big Democrats, old school unions, people on the left, they know what they're doing. It's like Chicago, it's like Philadelphia. We shall see. I want to be optimistic, but... I hope this show is okay. I talked a little smack. But let's close on a positive. Glenn Youngkin is now the Virginia governor. He's the governor of Virginia. Big time mandate. They have won the lieutenant governor's office and I believe the attorney general's. I know they won three. Not that I was following the third. I was really excited. Like when I heard the Republican candidate for lieutenant governor polling well, interviewed on Hannity and Tucker Carlson. She's fantastic. She should be celebrated. She won't be by the woke side, even though she's a black female first of her kind winning that office. We know who they are. They're hypocrites. They're not genuine. These are bad people. So we're not going to ask anything good for them. 
I will do my best tomorrow's Wednesday. It's already Wednesday in some parts. It's already Wednesday on the central time zones, but it is 1048 Pacific time. And I am very excited to say that Glenn Youngkin is the new Virginia governor, that we have a Republican in the running in New Jersey with a slight lead with 84% in. I'm going to watch for a while. I'm going to come back on sometime tomorrow. I should have some time in the evening. I will late evening, and we'll do a closeout of this, and we'll look at the numbers, and where we're going to look, what I'm going to focus on tomorrow is I'm going to find out what the left is saying about the Virginia race because they cannot say, hey, we are wrong. They don't do that. They don't say, hey, we missed on the issues, which they did. NBC did a poll, an exit poll, including early voters, and the top two issues were the economy and education. They made up more than half of the priorities. COVID was like 10%. COVID as a fear scare tactic is over as an issue for the Democrats. I know Terry McAuliffe's campaign realized that about a week ago because they started shifting to race. Whenever you see a Democrat who thinks they're going to lose an election, they're going to go to race. Everything's racist. Everything's a dog whistle. Hey, Terry, guess what? Say all those things, no, 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 you're not the governor of Virginia. You don't get it anymore. You lose, you punk. So keep doing your fake barbecues, your goofy dancing. I think you're done as a candidate for any office. Go back to your crooked-ass law firm where you advocate and represent schools against victims. And I don't ever hear from you again. You are the creator of the Clintons. You're the guy who propped up Hillary, and now you're nobody. You scumbag. You are nobody. And this is one of the greatest nights of my life following politics. Again, it might be a a second place, because there's nothing like when Trump won in 2016, and whoever's running for the Republicans in 2024, they're going to win. We're going to win that. First, we've got to do the 2022 midterms, and GOP, do not F this up. This is a mandate. And I hope this scares Democrats in the House, in the U.S. Senate. And it scares them from aligning themselves with this big back, build back, gooder bullshit from Joe Biden, which is already shaky. They've had to push it. They were supposed to be voting on it today. Manchin's asking questions. Now, there are some people up for re-election. There are some senators. There are some definitely a lot of House representatives up for re-election in 2022 that may not want to align themselves with the most vulnerable legislation budget that's gone through Congress in decades. Oh, but the president is a big factor. Well, guess what? Your president right now is Joe Biden. He is nobody when it comes to coattails. He knows it. He walked down those steps tonight, one year after winning an election, realizing I'm not up for this. I'm not a factor, like basically never was in the Democratic Party, and I'm going to be the least interesting person in the room for the rest of my really shitty, unmentionable career. Thanks for listening. They've gone to commercial break at MSNBC. I'm going to go to Fox for a little bit, and I will be back tomorrow. This is Behind Enemy Lines. This is Virginia and New Jersey election night, 2021, Tuesday, November 2nd. Unless you're on the East Coast, it is already after midnight, and people are going to wake up to some great results tomorrow, unless they're assholes. And if they're upset, be glad. 
rub it in a little bit and then move on because guess what? We got a job to do. We got more work to do. First thing is defeating this legislation in Congress, leveraging it tonight in Virginia as the bellwether that Kamala Harris said it was and would be. And then we got to move on and we got to win more. We got to step on their necks. They're down. No mercy. God bless. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.